Blessings to you, our friends. We are the Ancestral Medicine Women, healing from the past, for the present and the future. So, welcome. Oh, we cannot do that because we are rubbing the eyes, but Caroline has put that blackens on the eyelashes, and so uh, it will make the, the panda eyes, and she won't like that at all. She won't be happy with that look. She's saying to us, don't make me look panda eyes. So welcome to everybody. It's such a lovely uh, thing that you could all come in such a great uh, group. You know, for us, uh, we much prefer to talk to just a few people because we really like that intimacy of, uh, of, of, uh, of a small group and that real connection that can be made. When there's a lot uh, of people, it can be quite uh, distracting. Everybody's going off on different journeys whilst they're they're there so we really like this can i can we just move that way that's good it's not that we want bradley out of the picture but we like to be in the middle of the picture we are the crowns right we like to be in the center of the attention we don't want to be on the sidelines oh can they hear you bradley wants you to mute your microphones if that's possible. But we like the feedback. We like to hear them uh, laughing at our okay, jokes. No, it doesn't no, matter. No, it's all right. We yeah, can, yeah, no. it, it's all right. We can live without some laughing at our jokes. That's, that's okay. In that way, we are a little bit different to lots of other channels because for many channels, it's, and for us, of course, it's a very serious business bringing these messages uh, from the, what can you say? Other side, from the beyond, from the, the cosmos, the universe, whatever. But we like to have, uh, for us, the, the, mm, the thrill for us is not necessarily bringing message, but it's the connections that we make with the people that we are bringing the message to. We really, uh, love that. So, you know, we get excited and sometimes we pick up on, uh, thoughts of people. So we make the, the joke generally, but it, it resonates with some people. So, you know, we like to have fun when we are in this environment. And that's what we want really to, to do with the crown zone. We want to have some fun because, uh, the name itself, you know, it's, it's a little irreverent, really, the crown zone. It's like, um, you know, you go to some restaurant or something and there is the kids zone over there where they, they go over there to play and they are out of sight right over there and then the, the adults can be here and have their adult time with the children over there being looked after. So it's a little bit like that, uh, like that for us with the crown zone. We are, you know, separated. Here we are and we are going to have our own, own space and our own fun. So first of all, we want to look at this, um, perhaps we could say the word crown and, uh, the concept of the crown. First, we'll do that first. So many of you will know already, but we'll just go over it. This concept of crown or that word crown has been, is not really in use now in this more modern times, but not, you know, maybe some hundred, few hundred years ago, it was very much in use. But of course, like the word spinster, it often is used disparagingly to describe a, a woman, right? And, uh, and when you look at those two words, spinster and crone, what is the thing that links them? Well, if you're a spinster, of course, uh, you shouldn't be having children, 
right? Because you're not married and it's not uh, um, morally and uh, societally accepted. It's different now. We're talking before times. And then crown as well, you've gone past that time of bearing children. So it really sets up that that time of life when you can bear children is the most important time. And when you think about it historically, of course it was, because then you were saleable. As a woman, you were then saleable, right? You weren't saleable uh, as a crown, except perhaps uh, for household work or something. But as a fertile uh, female, you had uh, something that nobody else, had males and you know, on the opposite sides of the of that time, nobody else had that. That was your power, right? Of course, that power was not um, for many women was not allowed to be used productively for them. They were just a pawn in somebody else's uh, power, if you like. But it still gave the woman a certain uh, ability to to be in control of the self, somewhat. So that those two terms, spinster and crone, were therefore used in a disparaging way, uh, discriminatory, really. And, you know, you would be called an old crone, and that was meant to make you feel uh, that you were not worthy anymore, that you were actually taking up space. So historically, that idea of crone has had uh, not a good rap. That's the word, not a good rap. And, but more and more, well, for us, when we became into that crone time, if you like, it really freed us. It freed us up. We had, uh, we could go and do more because you are a crone, so you're not so important. And that means that you can actually have the freedom. Nobody's watching you so much. You have the freedom to do what you want. And in a way, it's different now in the modern times, right? Because uh, women, for example, have got a lot more position in society, right? They are respected much more. Uh, not that they weren't respected, but it was a different uh, expression of respect. And there is an expectation as well, not just by um, women and governments and but also, you know, by society that women uh, contribute productively to the economic aspect of life, not just the the physical aspect of life. So for women, it is it is different. But we come across so many women and men actually who come to a period in their life where. Uh, they may not have the expectations or the conditions of motherhood, of being in a, you know, a committed relationship or whatever. And there seems to be this period in life where they have, there is a difference, their life can be different. And there are all of these different possibilities. And what we find interesting about that is that it's not just... Uh, because the children have left home, or because they've gone through the menopause, or uh, because, you know, for men they don't do that. So we're talking men and women right now. Uh, but there is this period in something happens 
in humans. Whether you want to say it's spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, it's, it doesn't matter, but there is a period in time where they have you know, grown up and then they go out into the world and they make their world, they make their career, they have relationships, they have children perhaps. And then they sort of come to this point where that activity, that kind of activity is no longer, maybe it's no longer necessary, but also, and this is the most for us, the most important thing, it's no longer as meaningful. Meaningful. And that's the key that uh, we believe. It's this word meaningful. And if we go back, we're just going to di digress slightly on this. If we go back to before you are even born. Now, some people believe that you choose to come. Some people believe that it's just the uh, biologic evolutionary uh, imperative, right? Procreation, it, this is what happens. Some people believe that it is, um, you know, a spiritual, religious thing. It, it doesn't matter what you believe. Then they come, they're born, and from the minute that they're born, that a human is born, their meaning is imbued into their life, right? They find, they understand that if, let's say, the mother is breastfeeding or, or the bottle fed, they, there is a, they understand the connection between that person, whoever is the main carer, and feeding, right? So there is a meaning. There is a meaning involved in that. So all through life, people are humans are striving to find meaning. And if you look at, imagine, just imagine that you have, there is a baby, and that baby does not register the meaning between the carer and feeding. They don't register it. They don't register that when they the, the the body is telling them that they're hungry and they cry and then somebody comes to feed them and then that settles down. They don't register the meaning in that. It doesn't compute to them that this means something. Now just think about that for one moment. Imagine you had a child like that. How difficult would it be to look after this child because they don't see the meaning in this relationship between you as the carer, feeding them, looking after them, and they would just lie there flat. There would be no registration of, uh, what is it, mm. remembrance or communication. It would be nothing. They would just lie there flat because there's no meaning. There's no meaning in that relationship, in that connection. So meaning Having a meaningful existence is very much a part of a human's life. So then they go to school, and again, everything that they're taught, right, they're taught that not just what they're taught, but they're taught that it has meaning and that it's important for your life. You must be able to read. Otherwise, you can't live in the world. You can't exist in the world if you can't read. You'll never have a good job. You'll never did a lot. All of these things. So there's all of this. It's not just what people are uh, taught or what they do in their life. It's the meaning that is imbued in that. So then you go to work. You can't get a job, right? So the mean. What is the meaning of that? It's not that you can't. That you're not working. There is a meaning. Maybe you're not good enough. Maybe you don't have enough education. Maybe nobody likes you. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The meaning. So all through life, there is uh, episodes, if you like, of meaning. 
and they are constant, these episodes, but some episodes will be more important to you than they will be to your neighbor, to your partner, etc. So when you look at life, there are, there are these, it's, it's all, it's full of meaning. So that means that our lives are meaningful. So when people say to us, what is the purpose of my life? Where do I go from here and what have you? We never really say to people, this is the purpose of your life, because we believe that's something you have to find for yourself, but we help you get there sometimes. But the main thing is that you've come, whether you decided to do it yourself or whether it was chance, it doesn't matter. You've come, and bef even before you came, there was a meaning, right? So whether you decided that you wanted to come, whether it was chance, but you meant to come. You meant to come. Or your parents meant you to come. So all along there is this meaning. Meaning is so important in your life. Have a meaningful life. And so that's what we really believe is the, this marks the changes in people's lives. It's no longer uh, important. For all, for example, you might be... Um, you know, university, whatever, then you go out into the workforce and you have uh, lots of fun partying and uh, lots of relationships. And then all of a sudden, you find the one person that you want to actually be with. Now, is it because you found the one person that you've actually been with? And so all of those other things, the partying and the, the playing around is no longer meaningful. Now, this is meaningful. Or have you come to a period of your life where you realize that this is no longer meaningful for you, but this type of thing is more meaningful for you, right? Who knows? It's up to you to decide whether which way it is, chicken, egg, or egg, chicken. But then you see that there is a change. The meaning changes, and then you decide that you want to have children, and the meaning changes again, and etc., etc. And that's what we think, believe, happens when you go from this into the crown zone, right? The meaning of your life changes. So, yes, you could go through menopause. Yes, uh, for a man, maybe that all, and for a woman, maybe the children have all left home. Uh, maybe that um, the work that you do, you're no longer able to do because maybe it's very manual work, and now you are 50, 55, and you can't uh, do that manual work before uh, now, so you have to try something else. This looks like this is what's changing your life, but we would suggest to you that actually it's this idea of a meaning, meaningfulness. Is that a word? We're going to make it a word. Meaningfulness, right? In your, uh, in your life. This has changed. So what does this mean? Because we've said that uh, it can happen for men and women. We've said that uh, it doesn't have to be that you've gone through menopause. It could be some other uh, signal, children leaving home, job change, and what have you. That, that these are signals that uh, register to you, if you like, that there is the, the meaning in your life is changing. But what we find interesting about that is, again, the chicken or the egg, egg or the chicken. Did these things happen and that signaled to you that there is a change in the meaning of your life? Or have you decided somehow something is going along and the meaning in your life is changing and so these things now... Uh, are starting to, you, you make them occur, if you like. So these signals are actually your own creation, your own creation. Because lots of women, 
they go through menopause and their children are still quite young. But do they become crones, right? Do they go into that uh, period of, of the crondom? It's, it's an interesting, interesting thing to think about. So now we look at what is uh, the crown, crown time, the crown dom, what the crown dom, crown dom. And for us, it's very much, yes, it's about uh, a different kind of meaning in your life. And that meaning will be very individual, just like your whole life has been very individual. It will not be exactly, you know, this follows this pattern and what have you. But for us, it's very much, there is, if you like, certain parts to it. The first part is the realization, right? That realization that uh, you've, the meaning in your life is different or there is a different um, emphasis in your life, that things mean uh, that were once incredibly important are no longer as important, right? Let's say that you still have children. And they're quite young. And before you went in, you, you were making this uh, transition, if you like, that uh, to make sure that they all did um, lots of extracurricular activities and they went to what's um, soccer and ballet and you were constantly driving around and taking them to this and that. And then all of a sudden you think, why am I doing that? Really, why am I doing it? They don't even like it. And I'm forcing them to go to these things. Why? So, and it's like, it's not, and it's not that they don't like it, that that's why you've come to this realization. It's because you're actually questioning why you are doing all of these things, that you're forcing yourself to continually, you know, make them active and what have you. Meanwhile, you sit in the car driving to all of these things. And so it actually brings a realization that you're not being active. You're not acting in your life. You're acting for somebody else. Now, we're not saying that's wrong. We're just saying that this is an uh, example of this realization that the meaning in your life has changed. It doesn't mean you don't love your children anymore. Of course not. But what it means is that you're re you are sort of becoming, uh, you are becoming separate, complete individual and not living your life for or through your children. This is just an example, by the way. It's not everybody. And so there is this realization period. And you start. To, that's when people start to look around and they start to assess. What am I doing? What have I done with my life? Here I am. I'm 50, 55. And I'm not living the life that I thought I was going to live when I was 17, 18. I'm not doing the things, I haven't done the things that I thought that I would do. I haven't, uh, you know, and okay, I had children and I love that and I'd never want to change it. Or I uh, was in a relationship or I got caught up in this particular career path and, and because then it was fun. But now I'm beginning to realize that actually there were things that I wanted to do or ways that I wanted to live and I let all of that get in the way from me doing that. So there is this realization period that comes for people and they start to actually look around and they start to view their life differently because, of course, as we are really ramming down everybody's throats today, it has a different meaning. It's not the same anymore. And from that realization, that's when people often start to go on a transformation or transformative path. 
they start to feel differently about so many things in their life. And for some people, that is a terrible thing because they have devoted so much of their life perhaps to a cause or to family or what have you. And all of a sudden, it's not so meaningful anymore or there is a different emphasis on their life and they can feel quite depressed, they can feel quite anxious, they can feel that they're not doing their job, that they are letting people down. And so there is a real, for some people, it's it can be quite an emotional period in their life, but a negative emotional period. For other people, they see, uh, you know, oh, there are all these possibilities, what have I been doing? So it's for different, everybody, it's different for different people. So there is this uh, transformation period. After the realization, there is this transformation period. And what we would suggest to you, if you're in the realization period, transformation period, whichever period that you're in right now, we're going to go on, so you might already be through that. Don't worry, we won't leave you out there in the wilderness. But at these two particular times, we are very um, encouraging of people to let the process happen, right? So let's say you're in the realization and you look around and you things are meaning diff they're different. It's, it's not the same anymore. And you start to realize that what was important once is not important. Now why is that not important? And you're looking around to all of these things that you have in your life and you might see some as a burden, some uh, that you just don't want there, whatever. And we would just say to people, just let that process happen, right? Let that, because it's like, uh, remember we said that at school, they are told this is what you have to know, but it's not what they're taught, the thing that they're taught, but it's the fact that they're being told it has a meaning for your life. So it's the same thing here. Look at all of these things, and as they are, you know, they will come into focus and they will move out of focus and in and out of focus. And it's like you, you let that process, a natural process occur of the realization that's, oh, that's not, what is that? That's not so meaningful. And you let it wash out. So it's like the ocean. You're letting these things wash into you and you let them move through your body without fighting them without getting uh, upset and distressed that you're not a good person, you're not a good mother, you're not a good father, you're not um, caring enough, you're not loving enough, you're not um, smart enough, you don't have enough confidence, you're not good enough to be in the world, all of these things. And you just let it flow like the waves on the shore back out. So it's a very contemplative time. That's what we're trying to say. It's a very contemplative time. And if you can allow that energy to come in, and it will build up, right? That, and this energy that we're talking about that comes in is not necessarily a negative energy, but it's a highly charged energy, right? Because you are being faced with these things that you have spent um, energy on, that you have invested time and love and what have you, and you are... It's, it's coming at you and it's like um, you know, a, a, a big wave of uh, emotion. And a very good um, example of that kind of thing is uh, for people who have had children, you know when the teenagers are going through that time when they just don't like their parents and they want to blame them for their entire Every, for everything from climate change to human slavery, everything is the 
right? And when that happens to you, when you feel that, if you like, assault, it's like this wave and you feel so terrible because here you have, you've given, why are they being horrible to me? Why, why is that I'm, I'm, I have done so much and I, I've given them so much love and I thought that if I gave them this much love then this wouldn't happen, whatever. And it's that kind of similar sort of feeling when you are seeing all these things around you that are no longer have the same sort of meaning but are obviously important and that's like this that kind of wave that comes on you. So it's quite emotional, it's highly charged. And we say you you will feel uh, maybe upset or whatever, but then you just you, you stay with it, right? You don't take the headache tablet to get rid of it, you stay with it and then you sort of allow that wave to, to go and it won't take it all away, but it gives you this feeling of um, release but and but it's like you are releasing it uh, one of the things that we say is like releasing it to the ethers right you're giving it back to nature and if you have this image of the the sea coming in and then going out and the sea is so huge it's so huge and so deep it can take right it can take it and it can disseminate it and it can take it to the ethers for you. So if you can have that image, then that realization period will actually be a period for you. Yes, it w might be highly charged. Yes, it might cause anxiety for you, uh, a re-evaluation of what you're even doing here as a human. Why have you bothered? And it allows then for, by allowing this process to happen, it allows for you to have uh, like an even, um, a, what is that like? You know, there are beaches that waves come in and go out. And then there are those bays that are just very still and it's just a little bit in and a little bit out, right? If you are Australian, that's just the worst place ever to be, right? You want to have the crashing waves and jumping over the waves. But so you can, you know, visualize that. So that if you can allow that energy to come in and go out, then that realization period, what happens is that you start to see things clearly, right? You start to have a vision of what is real. Because during that realization period, you will have a lot of um, images or feelings, visions of things that don't seem real, are real, but don't seem real don't seem real but are real. So there will be a lot of confusion, there will be a lot of incongruence, a lot of disorganization during that period while you are sort of um, settling your body into into a new way. So that realization period is, is a very important period, not just because you want to recalibrate your body, but also because you are learning a lot about yourself, right? What has been and what can become. So this is very important, this realization period, to really understand the self and to really allow the process of change to happen. Or not even of change, but allow this process of development to happen. Then we have the transformation period. And this period is interesting because when you've gone through the realization period, what happens at the end of that, if you have allowed the process to happen and learnt everything that you can about yourself and reapplied different meanings, then you have this, um, like a, a path, if you like, of infinite possibilities, right? Infinite possibilities. And so the transformation time 
is about deciding what you want to do, how you want to live your life. What kind of person did you always want to be? Are you that person or can you now live that person? Because the beautiful thing about being in the crown zone is that people have, general public, have expectations that you will be more, or you won't be as guided by, it's acceptable for you not to be as guided by social decorum, right, or social etiquette. You can be a bit crotchety, you can have your own opinions, uh, people have this expectation, right, that you are going to be more independent, that you're going to be more able to express yourself and to to be uh, authentic and to live to your core values. That's that people accept that, right? They don't accept it so much beforehand, but when you get into this crown zone time, they accept that. Generally, we are talking, right? People around you might not like it very much, but generally, uh, the general society has this expectation that it's okay for that to be and that you will be like that. So that means that you have not only infinite possibilities, but you have the freedom to decide how you want to express those possibilities, how you want to uh, live in this existence that you are now, uh, if you like, cre you can create the existence that you want for yourself. So the transformation time is a very, very exciting time. But again, we really stress to people to let that process happen, right? So let's say that you have all these different possibilities. One of the things that you wanted to do all of your life was to be, um, uh, what can we say, like a nightclub singer, right? A nightclub singer with... Yes, like that, with the sexy clothes and the band behind you and the sultry makeup and the just, you know, like this. And you've always wanted to do that, right? So, and you actually have the voice to do it. So, it's actually possible. So, that's one of the things that you've always wanted to do. So, now it's on this, it's in this infinite possibilities. So, you see that's a possibility, right? The thing, the, the transformation, what's important about the transformation is that you, you strive very hard uh, to overcome um, past conditions of worth, if you like, that other people have placed on you and that you have absorbed as your own. Right. So, for example, let's say that you come from quite a religious family and to be a cabaret singer with the slinky dress and the beautiful hair and the sultry makeup with the deep gravelly voice would just be absolutely, uh, what can it be, Her heresy, satanic, whatever, right? And so, even though that's something that you've really wanted, and, and, but that's, that's that condition of worth, if you do that, then you will be a bad person. You will be um, not worthy, all of these things. So it's very uh, important at this time that you overcome those conditions of worth and you look at being a cabaret singer for what it is. So in other words, to be a cabaret singer with all of those things that we said, what is that going to give to you? What does that sing to? And we are using that like a pun, right? 
that was, you can laugh, that was quite, that was a joke for us. You know, what is it that about this cabaret singer that is, uh, idea is singing to you? What is it calling to? What is it actually, um, uh, trying to, um, what's that word? We can't think. It, 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 well, singing. What is it, what is it about that that attracts you? What is it satisfying? Is it satisfying a need within you? What is that need? If you find that that need is just to be um, sticking up the nose at the religious family, then perhaps uh, you look at some other, other thing. Maybe it's not worth doing that. Maybe it's not worthy of you to do that. But if it is something that you love that type of music, and when you hear that type of music and when you sing that type of music, it's like the... Every part of your being is energized. Every cell is energized and it's like you grow to 20 feet, right? And you become this being that is connected to the universal consciousness, right? You actually lose yourself in that moment. In other words, you are, it's like you are, um, having this experience of complete oneness, not just with your, the universe and with the people around you, but with yourself, right? With yourself. And if that's why you want to do it, then we would say focus on that. Don't worry about these conditions of worth that other people have placed on you, that you have then absorbed as your own. But look at it like that. So this, when you can overcome those things and really focus on what it is, that is drawing you to that, that is driving you to that, that is energizing you about that, and you focus on that, then maybe you don't become the cabaret singer, right? But maybe you join a choir, or maybe you um, do some of these YouTube video things by yourself with the hairbrush in the mirror or something like that. But you are really allowing that part of your being which has not been perhaps expressed fully, you're allowing that to happen right? And when you think about what we're saying, okay, we're using the cabaret singer as an example, but when you think about that, you have to, if you have had uh, children or you've been very much in a career where you have really devoted yourself to or family, what have you, you really are, you have your whole self in that, right? Now what we're saying, and so all of these other things which are very you feel very connected to, you feel very um, drawn to. We are just saying now is the time to transfer that devotion, right, that has been to other people and to work, etc. You're transferring that devotion to an aspect of yourself. Now, many people will say, oh, but that's selfish, and um, if I do that, well, I won't think about other people. But what we find is that when people can devote to themselves, and next time that we speak, we're going to be talking about health because that's a very important part for the crown time for men and women. But you have to be devoted to yourself to actually do it, right? So this is a part of the devotion. You're actually devoting your energy to, um, to an aspect of yourself. So, for example, this cabaret singer, it might sing to you in a way that makes you feel um, somehow just one aspect of you. It might just fulfill an emotional need within you, right? It might not feel a, 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 a mental, a physical or whatever. It might just feel an emotional need. So that's just one. Uh, you're only devoting, if you like, that energy to that emotional need. You're not completely devoting 
yourself to yourself, if you see what we mean. There's still plenty of you to go around. So the transformation period is, we think, is just the most exciting period because it's really when you've gone through that realization and you've cleared a lot of things out of yourself and you've really got a clear picture. And now you can see all of these things that maybe you wanted to do or that you thought you wanted to do. Okay, maybe you thought you wanted to be a cabaret singer and your whole life you've been, um, felt that you had missed opportunities and that you are sort of angry and you feel a bit resentful because this is the life that you had and this is what you want. But then you actually get to this transformation period and you look at that and you maybe you even go and do it and you realize that actually it's not what I want to do at all. What I want to do is to paint or what I want to do is to be an artist or what I want to do is the when I was working and I was um, running a um, what a boutique or something like that and that feeling of being able to help people and to find the right clothes for them that really suited their figure and they walked out of that shop feeling great. Actually, that is what I want to do. So it might be a past experience that you actually might have resented at the time because what you wanted to do was the cabaret singer, so it gets mixed up. So this time of transformation is... The rationalization is like a clearing, and then the transformation time is is a real um, choosing. It's a choosing. What do I? How do I want to live my life now? How am I going to feel that my life is going to have meaning with all of these things that are possible, right? And so those two periods we think are the most important and exciting period of this uh, of this transformation of this moving into the crowndom the crowndom and for men as well we see that Neville is here for men as well because many men also go through this period of life now for women it is um, if you like demarcated very clearly by the menopause Right, so that's a very clear demarcation that physio physiologically, biologically, I'm moving from one state of being to another state of being. As we said, though, it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll move into crowndom, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that because they might still have very young children, and so their life is still very absorbed in that. But for men, it, there's not that kind of signal. But lots of men, and Neville, you will have come across them. They come to a point in their life, maybe the children have gone. Maybe, as we said, they can't work in the work that they did before because they're not physically able or what have you. The world doesn't want them in that space anymore. And so they have to come to a realization themselves that life is different now. Life is not the same as it was before. And so men as well go through this period, <clears throat> can go through this period where uh they have this realization that these things are not so meaningful. Different things now mean something to me. And then this transformation period. So it's just women that we're talking about. And the reason that we are talking about men and women, the why we really feel that there needs to be a coming together at this time of life is because we are looking at the, the next step of this is leadership. Well, whether you want to consider uh, being an elder, community leadership, family leadership, it doesn't matter. But there is this idea of leadership. And closely related to that, 
is the idea of mentor. So that uh, these people who are going into the crowndom are not just leaders in the community, but they are also mentors. And that actually changes that um, leadership is, you know, everybody's behind you and off you go. Mentorship is making sure that everybody is with you here and that we are going together at the pace that everybody can go, right? That's mentorship. So there is a little, uh, there is a difference. But both of them are what we want to talk about. When you look at, if you just think of crowns as women, then when they come through that period and they go into a leadership role, then you have a matriarchal, they are matriarchs. If you look at it just for men, then they're patriarchs. And so there is this separation. And we are very strong in the belief that this is enough of this now. It has been generation upon generation upon generation upon generation, century upon century upon century of this kind of separation. Who is going to lead humanity to a new future, to a new way of being, if not the crowns? The children can't do it because they really don't have the worldly experience. They really don't know. You know, they might have lots of ideas and they might be born and as soon as they come out of the womb, they're on the telephones because they can work them and they're playing computer games, right? Maybe they have that. But they really don't. They still need the parents to to mold and to develop their own natural uh their own natural tendencies or their own natural abilities, right? So we have this very strong feeling that it's going, it's the crowns, men and women, that are going to have to come together, not matriarchs and patriarchs, but together as leaders and mentors to move humanity to a point where they do not see this division. That this division is not necessary. Of course, there is still going to be genders, right? We're not talking about everybody becoming androgynous. There are still going to be genders, but the respect for what each gender, not pers, not individual woman and man, but what each gender brings to the whole group of humanity, needs to be led by somebody. Because now you hear things like. All men are, um, yes, we didn't want to say it. And all women are bad drivers. All women are this and that. And all men are this. And there are all these disparaging negative terminologies to describe entire, the whole population. Well, okay, some women might not be very good drivers. But everybody also knows that it is the men that have the lower, that have to pay more on the insurance, right, for the cars, because they're the ones that have the accidents, okay. So does that mean that men are worse drivers? It's actually immaterial. But the two, the gender groups bring very distinct, unique qualities to the whole of humanity. So when people are, during the period of, um, you know, birth uh, for women, fertility, etc., there it's very distinct for obvious reasons, right? When you move through that period and you go into crowndom, that distinction does not need to be there anymore. It doesn't need to be there anymore. That means that male and female, men and women, 
can actually be leaders, mentors together. They don't need to be separate. Okay, maybe you want the women to um, to guide the females and the men to guide the men. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. However, you really want the the girls to know all about the men and the boys to know all about the women. Because when they know all about them, then you don't have this division. You don't have them trying to fight for supremacy. You don't have them trying to needing to fight for equal pay. You don't have that anymore. So we are very um, keen for the people in, who are going into this crown time to Im imagine themselves as the same, not as matriarch, patriarch, male and female. Of course you are, we understand that. You still have different um, health issues and biological differences, but it's more the energy of development, the energy of advancement, the energy of productivity that you're bringing the whole of humanity with you. And so for us, the crown time is very much, once there's the realization and transformation, that it's moved, that it moves into this idea of leadership. But for us, we are, um, we like to use the word mentor. But we have to start somewhere, and leadership is where, where we would, uh, we would start. How are we going for time? Do you want us to continue? How long for? Uh, ten minutes. So we just quickly talk about leadership because and mentorship because we actually want to do another session on that so that people can have um, some ideas on how they can go out into the community without you know beating a drum on the sidewalk and um, forcing people to listen to their views but be very much themselves and that's the important thing. That's why we focus. We we, we really stress the realization and the transformation periods because. Those two periods allow you to become yourself, allow you to become who you feel is a valuable uh, commodity for, for humanity, not just for yourself, but for humanity. And that is how true leadership can occur. When somebody is, in, is put into a position, and you see this a lot in uh, governments around the world, Iraq is a good example, right? There is a, a man that is uh, put in, is, um, what is that, payrolled? Payrolled by another foreign government and then put into power in that, in that country, right? Eventually. And the idea is that, that foreign power controls this one, this person, so that they, um, can do what, what they want, right? So you have people in leadership positions that actually have no power. Even in the government in this country, the person that's at the top, and we're not talking about Tony Abbott, we're talking about any leader, really doesn't have any power. They look like they've got the power. They take all of the, the blame for everything that goes on. But it's, they're just the, the voice. They're just the figurehead. So leadership, if you are not really in yourself, if you are not completely confident of your own abilities, your own deficiencies, your own capabilities, 
your own values, your own beliefs, your own morals, yours, not something that somebody has said that it is right or that you have been forced to conform to, but your own real knowledge, deep knowledge of yourself, your own boundaries, knowing how far you'll actually go, all of these things, then it's very difficult to be a leader in the sense that we're talking about. Because if you are not like that, you have to shout very loud and force people to, to conform to your will. If you're not like that, if you really know yourself and you are really convinced, not convinced, but you are confident in where, as we said, your abilities, capabilities, and so on, then you don't have to shout. You don't have to force because you are it. You are it. You are living your life like that. Now, of course, that would say that they're perfect, right? But remember, we said that you're con you know your deficiencies. You accept them. Maybe you think, okay, I can work on that, but it's something maybe you can't. So you are very aware of yourself and what you've got. So you're not perfect and you know it. But you have a sense about you of strength. And that is a leader. Not somebody who shouts and blasters and takes the blame for everything. But somebody who is confident in their own abilities and is strong in that knowledge. When you are like that, you can be in any situation. You can go to the local school to help teach reading. And you are, you know, vivacious or you're quiet or whatever. But what will happen is because you have this energy about you, this confidence about you, this strength about you, the children will be respectful. They will listen to you. The other people will come, teachers and others, parents, whatever, may come and ask for advice. Not because you're old, but because you have this strength about you that says, I'm complete. I know. I, I, can, I am confident and I have strength. And they will feel comfortable in that, right? They will feel comfortable with that. So it could be as simple as that. Maybe you want to go out um, and uh, start an environmental action group, right? Whatever it is, that's the way you want to lead the community. But at the end of the day, the realization and transformation period is so important because it gives you, if you go through it, uh, like we said, then you will have this, there will be a difference about you that will set you apart from those not in the crowndom, right? Because your meaning of life, your, the meaningfulness in your life is different to that. And people are not caught up in, people get caught up in that energy, but they see your energy is separate and they can fall into that energy and be led by that energy. But that's one of the things that we like to use the word mentor because being led by that energy, you know, you're in front and they're behind. But if they fall into that energy, then they are, it's like they surround 
you know, they are surrounding you, if you like. That sounds terrible, but you know what we mean. And in that way, they come with you, right? And so that's um, that's where we see the crown time of life leading to. And as well, remember that we are very keen for it to be uh, joined, male and female, not, um, you know, matriarch, patriarch, but really moving together. Because it's very important that there is a strong, mature um, front or leadership in any community. And you just look around in the community that you're in now and you look at the young people. Maybe they can't get work. Maybe there's high crime in your area. Maybe they're not learning at school. Maybe they're out on the streets till whatever time. And you just look at that and you can see that that energy is lacking in your community doesn't mean you go out onto the streets and you take those people in and you, you know, make them do their homework and what have you. But if you can create an energy as a group, an elder group uh, of this committed, connected, male-female uh, sort of crone energy moving forward as a mentor, as a leadership group, it will bring them along. It will bring them along. Believe us when we say it. You might not think it. It might take several generations for that to happen, but it will bring the group along. And uh, so that's where we will leave it for now. So the next time that we speak, we want to talk about the health in this crown time because it's you can't do anything that we've said if you're not healthy, right? You can't have the bad back and the osteoporosis in the knees and the, the you can't. I mean, you you can have it, of course, but it will limit your ability to, to get out there and to have meaning and to create meaning and to give meaning and to lead with meaning, right? It will, it will inhibit that. So health is very important. So we thank you all so much for listening to us and, and giving up part of your, your precious Sunday to listen to, to what we have said. We really hope that you've enjoyed it and that you have gained at least uh, something small from what we've said. So many blessings to you all and thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Blessings to you, our friends. We are the Ancestral Medicine Women, healing from the past for the present and the future.